Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another thrilling episode of Character Unlock. This would be episode 23 if memory serves correct. I say memory serves, I actually looked it up before I said that. Uh, With me, as always, is Mr. Andrew Brooker. How are we, Brooks? I am alright. Cheers, mate. How about your good self? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Just sitting here, chilling, checking out the news that didn't really happen in the last couple of weeks apart from two things we'll get into that um it's been painfully quiet yeah it's almost like summer's happening and no one cares about video games anymore but we're we're far enough away from e3 for news to start happening and even better we're close enough to gamescom for actual news to start happening yeah i do love the whole game it's gamescom so we'll actually make things happen but i don't know it's like no one cares about E3, especially wait, which was the publisher that said more about at Gamescom? Was uh, that, was that E3? Oh. Yeah, I think Bethesda are bringing a load of stuff to Gamescom, aren't they? Yeah. Because uh, the X, I think Microsoft's going to be showing the Xbox One at Gamescom. I think we'll probably get our um, official release schedule from Gamescom, so that, that places will nice. start making, taking taking pre-orders, and then I can go jump walk into my local game store and just go yo pre-order me bitch exactly. and then get thrown out for being abusive to the staff or something yeah well exactly it's considering it was the you know the, the official name and all that shit was announced what are we a month month and a half removed from E3 a month more or less yeah. and still nowhere's taking pre-orders yeah you know which is weird usually the big announcement would be the day that the pre-order pages go up but even you know, as a, you know, as recently as an hour ago, the game website just says register your interest here. I can't register my interest anymore. I am very interested, and I've told them that several times, but they won't tell me when I can pre-order this bloody console. Yeah, all I know is that when I can pre-order it, and when I go to collect it, because I'm probably going to do one of the midnights at the local game store. I think it's me and the crew are all rocking up because mugging. Yeah, and it's quite obvious someone is going to get mugged leaving the game store for their fucking Xbox One. Oh yes, happens every fucking year. Yep, it's it's gonna happen, and yeah, yeah. Don't let it be you. No, that's why I'm like, like I said, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Me and me and the boys are, are going up there, and we're gonna do the mugging. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm not pre-ordering Xbox. I'm just gonna steal it from some nerd. <laughs> Damn straight. Just find <laughs> find some kid. With his uh, po- after his pocket money, he's just been spent on an Xbox One, or just go and take his pocket money. Yep, yeah, even better. Do it before just, the act. Just just do it before. Take his money because he's got no proof of ownership that way. Exactly. And then 
and then just uh, go and buy your own. <laughs> or buy two, because you've got his money and your own. Yep. When they all sell out everywhere, stick it on eBay for twice the price. Damn straight. That's what I'm going to do with a NES Classic. It's NES Classic. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, it'd be nice to, to finally get a release. Well, a release uh, a, a, a pre-order window. Yeah, it'd be nice to when it gets to Gamescom. It'd be nice to see some more games in action on it. Actually, I, I saw Bethesda have said that their next two games. I know you don't really care about Bethesda, but they they've both said The Evil Within and Wolfenstein are both going to have uh, 4K texture packs, essentially. Ooh. So that could be a lot of fun. I. <laughs> I say this, it's like, I fucking hate Bethesda and I refuse to give them any of my money, but uh, Wolfenstein does have a, a small place in my heart and I do half regret never playing the old Blood and the New Order. Yep. Is that what they were called? Yep. Yeah. So, I, you know, like I said, Wolfenstein has a special place in my heart. It was, you know, a big part of my childhood growing up, my early teens, and then what was the the one before the most recent one in its expansion the one on the Xbox 360 I did enjoy that I don't care what anyone said it was a load of fucking silly fun <laughs> it was bollocks I hated that one <laughs> I, I really hated that one I just like going on to the multiplayer after playing the single player so I actually knew what the fuck things were happening and going on and just like annihilated everyone because <laughs> people were like oh it's a shooter I'm just going to play the multiplayer and then couldn't do fuck all and there was me busting out a shield whenever people shot at me and just and then just burying them in their own filth. Yeah. And fresh off the presses, and this is exceptionally fresh for a podcast being recorded on Tuesday, but not so fresh for a podcast released on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but Atari have come out of the woodworks with the Atari Box, a crowdfunded video games console, which has zero specs apart from the fact that it's got a HDMI port, four USB ports, and an SD card slot. What do we think, Brooks? I, I think I can't have an opinion on something that basically what you've read out is the specs to a Raspberry Pi with an with Atari extra, band on it. And extra USB ports. <laughs> I, I don't... I, I'm old enough to remember Atari in their heyday and if they want to release uh, a NES Classic style retro console, I am all for that. I'm not sure I crowdfund it. No. I I would love to see. I just don't think they've got. I don't think they've got the IP anymore. I don't think they've. You know. Well, you found is that we we're trying to find the list of IP Atari owns before we started recording. Yeah. And you basically ended up banging your head against the wall before you got any information. In the end, I think I might. I, I think I ended up just playing Atari Breakout on Google Images. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't think their list of IP that they can use is that big. So a retro console would probably be half interesting, but depends on the price point. Yeah. You know, thirty, forty quid with twenty games on it. So uh, somewhere around the NES Classic kind of price point and capacity yeah I'd be up for that but I'm not I'm not kickstarting it I'm, yeah. I'm just not well with considering the exact information we have is exactly what I said earlier HDMI port SD reader four USB ports yeah they've they've have stated that it will have modern internal specs 
and will offer current gaming content alongside classic games. So it's it's both a competitor to the PlayStation and Xbox and the Nintendo Classic Mini. Super whatever the fuck they call it. But is it but <laughs> is it it's really? Pro- it's probably neither. It's probably just something <laughs> else. It's probably I I it, think in this world where the where everyone has gone fucking mental wanting a, a NES or a SNES mini classic, whatever you want to call it, I think it's jumping onto a bandwagon. There's, yeah. there's no way Atari A have the money for or B will ever crowdfund enough money to make something that is a competitor for the Xbox or the PS4. Not in a million yeah. years. No. I do like how they did say that we're not teasing you intentionally when all they've done with this announcement is tease us intentionally. You can't accidentally tease somebody when you put out a press release with no information. No, you you definitely can't. And you especially can't when you're Atari who are literally going, hey, 30-something-year-olds, remember the old video games console you used to play? Here's a masturbatory session for you right now. Yeah. And Matt from, you know, last week's last episode, if, you know, you know any more about Atari than we do, which is oh, the, probably a guarantee. I say Matt definitely just, knows more about about Atari and their history than we do collectively. Feel free to just, you know, ramble off about 50 or so Twitter, uh, 140 characters to us, and then we can just retweet them all to everyone who... You know, is shouting at us right now over their mic, <laughs> over the, over their, you know, their choice of podcast listening platform. Currently, saying, of, our, of our two listeners, one of them is Matt, and, <laughs> and the other one is yelling at us for not knowing the games. So, Matt, if you could help the other guy out, that would be a real, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, our second piece of news, also hot off the press for a Tuesday recording, but you know kind of everyone knows about it by the time we get a chance to you know publish this on friday but ea or more specifically respawn entertainment of titanfall fame have announced a four-player co-op horde mode for titanfall 2 with their latest expansion due on the 25th uh there is a video currently available for it um trying to it's a frontier assault i think it's yeah but with it there's a a new vanguard class um to the titans which has a a chain gun uh rocket salvo and apparently uh a energy siphon defensive power up assuming that means that you can uh, pull shields away from people that would be kind of cool yeah Ooh, and the Titan Core ability is called Upgrade Core, which recharges your Titan Shields. Nice. Which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that just sounds stupidly powerful. It's like, if you've just, you've just earned your core, you're going to have a stupid amount of damage, because that's the whole point of, you know, you earn your core by doing shit. So, yeah, if you've just picked up that stupid amount of damage and earned your core, and you've got your shield back, yeah, you're fucking people up with that yeah. Titan. And there must be a balance to it somewhere. Yeah, I imagine. I, well, the chain gun itself is probably the balance because the it's not great. The, the twenty mil armor piercing um, chain gun isn't actually that great. Okay. There are much. Most of the Titan weapons are. I think the the rail gun's probably still my favorite. Yeah. 
just because you can charge it and two, two fully charged shots takes out most titans. Excellent. That's um, it. It's good though, is it? They're, so they're releasing that uh, yeah. just before or probably around the same time as Titanfall 2 goes into the vault on EA Access. Yeah. And they so release all their DLC for free. Yeah. So DLC's free, now the game's free. You've pretty much got a free game that was Minor Brooker's Game of the Year from last year. So if you don't already have it, well, get EA Access and it's essentially free. Plus uh, a new four-player co-op horde mode, which everybody loves fucking horde mode. Oh, yeah. And and the way that Titanfall works, a horde mode would be pretty fucking hilarious. Just having just the regular ads, basically, as enemies. Literally, like, three bullets to kill them. But you put, like, a thousand of those <laughs> up, up against you. That's going to be fun. Yeah. You're just going to be sitting there mowing shit down. It's like... Uh, um, Dynasty Warriors, but with guns. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So we were saying before we started recording that I, because Titanfall One was a bit of a disappointment as far as I was concerned. I, I only rented Titanfall Two, and I've kind of regretted not buying it ever since. So it, it going onto the vault, uh, it will instantly be downloaded, and I will spend. It's quite an unhealthy amount of time playing that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, twenty fifth is going to be great, and I can't wait. Um, when's the twenty fifth? It's like Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, next Tuesday. So next Tuesday, I'm going to be playing Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> so if the vault updates to... between now and then, so will I. If any anybody wants to, uh... oh shit, Tuesday. That's my that's the one day of the week that I actually am busy, as as proven by this podcast I'll recording. Say it's it's not like we record on Tuesdays or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday is my main busy. Okay, so Wednesday? No <laughs> shit, can't be Wednesday either. Thursday next week, uh, I will be playing Titanfall Two Horde mode. If anyone fancies joining me, yeah, sounds good. Oh, I think we have to. Uh, if the if the vault's updated by then, I've got. <laughs> I've got the game uh, downloaded and ready to go. I think we we might have to stream it, mate. See how it. Ooh, yeah. Do a mixer co-stream that worked beautifully over the weekend, and all we got was abuse hurled at us by Lee. Yeah. Because we were playing Destiny without him. <laughs> he was not happy about that, but more on that later. But we shall move into what we've been playing. Cool. Mr. Brooker, I hear you've been uh, playing a game you've been putting off playing for, I don't know, when was it released? Like, just October last yeah, year or something. Yeah, October and November it came out. So I've I've been playing Dishonored 2. Now, Dishonored 2, I did, when it came out, I spent quite a few hours on it. Uh, got to one of the bits, it, it's not a spoiler, because everybody that's seen anything to do with Dishonored 2 has seen this. There's a little, there's a section in it, or a mission where you can bend time and you have Yay, a, time you have a little but it does it plays like the time bending scenario in Titanfall 2 so you've kind of got this little like time piece it's called and you unfold it and you can look through it and see what's happening like 3 years previous and if you know you can use that information to get through this particular building you know sometimes it's cuz a door's locked or there's things in the way or 
you know, obstacles that have appeared in the last couple of years that you can zip back in time and walk through an unlocked door and then zip back again and you're back where you want to be. It's exactly the same as Titanfall except no robots. Well, no robots that you control anyway. But, so I got to that point last year and was really enjoying the game, but for reasons I can't explain, I stopped playing it and just never went back. I, I genuinely don't know why. So, a couple of weeks ago, while I was on holiday from work, uh, after I'd finished Horizon and, and something else, Bulletstorm, I went, you know what, I need to finish this fucking game. I at least finish my first playthrough. Uh, so for those that don't know what Dishonored is, it's, it's, a, it's an action-adventure, choose-your-own-path game set in this kind of... The, the developers would hate me for calling it steampunk, but it is very steampunkish. Isn't it whale oil punk? It is. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of got this whole steampunk vibe about it. But uh, a few years ago at EGX, we we met the guys that done that made this on it. The guys from Arcane, and they like you could see the anger in their faces. And any time anyone mentioned steampunk, it's not steampunk. It really isn't. But it's one of those games where you can choose how you play through it. You can either be, you know, this super duper stabby, you know, assassin person. And uh the first game you you played as a the as Corvo Otano, the royal protector, and you were rescuing the daughter of a murdered empress. In this game you get to play as Corvo or that same daughter. So basically you can, either, you can play as either one of those, and you can be you can go through and kill everybody that gets in your way. You can, you know, all the 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 main bad guys. You can dispatch them in horrendous and gruesome ways, or you can never be seen by anybody ever. You can do things completely pacifist, like not kill a single person. Find very creative ways of getting the bad guys out of your way. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically it plays, uh, it plays to the same uh, interests in games for me as the new Deus Ex games do. I really I love ninjing about in video games. But my first my first playthrough, I played as Emily, and I wanted to basically because I was the queen that had been wronged. I wanted to just go around and fuck everything up. So I did. Fuck all the things. Literally, I I destroyed everything. I killed everybody. You know, even if I could sneak past them, I didn't bother. I stabbed them in the face. You know, it was a. But it's got. Although I don't trophy hunt anymore or achievement hunt or whatever you want to call it, it's still got those challenges built in as trophies. Like play the game not using magic, play the game uh, just killing everybody or sneaking around and never being seen. So, like, my first playthrough, I got halfway through as Emily, I was doing it on hard, killing absolutely everybody, using no magic at all. And I got halfway through, and I stopped, for no reason. So I went back to it while I was on holiday, and finished my first playthrough off, and really enjoyed it. Like, forgot just how great this game is, just how deep the lore is. Like, there's... there's books and things you can pick up extracts from littered about the entire world and it tells you a little bit about whatever you whatever you can imagine like the 
the industry that that revolved or that the city revolved around that, that made the city you were in prosperous and eventually made the city you were in not quite so prosperous anymore told you about the the witches that became you know the the main bad guy it's interesting because the main bad guy in this game actually is a secondary character from the first game's DLC which is a strange one for me because not everybody plays DLC add-ons I think if you played Dishonored and enjoyed it and didn't play the add-ons you were definitely missing out but obviously not everybody does play the add-ons and yeah. I think the one downside Dishonored 2 has or one of the few downsides Dishonored 2 has is it doesn't explain to you completely I don't think who this woman is it assumes you've played that DLC and you know what you're getting into when you played Dishonored 2 which is a bit of a misstep I think but the big fun for Dishonored 2 for me anyway came with my second playthrough I chose to play as Corvo and I had all my magic and I didn't kill anybody and I wanted to play you know never be seen not hurt a fly not literally because there are flies that can kill you in this game so those bastards get hurt. They get hurt a lot, I assume. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it's a game, basically, when you start doing things like I don't want to be seen, it's a game based around save point abuse. So you can do very quick, quick saves. Like you, you literally hit the start menu, you hold down a trigger, it saves, and you're back to the game. So every time you sneak past a little section you, you think it's going to be difficult, you can do another quick save. You know... It's a thing PC gamers that have played games like Deus Ex have been doing for decades. Uh, and it works very well for Dishonored. Now, before I get to how Dishonored really, really fucked me off. <laughs> because it really fucked me off. There, there are a couple of missions I genuinely think are genius. And I know, like because you don't like Bethesda you will probably and you don't particularly like Dishonored 1 you probably won't ever play this game but there are a couple of missions the first one is <clears throat> excuse me again it's one that has been in a lot of the marketing for this game interviews with developers and that tend to focus on this game on this particular level uh, it's called the Clockwork Mansion have you come across this one? No, not heard a thing. Right. So the Clockwork Mansion is basically, it's about a third of the way through the game and you have to go and take out an inventor. And this inventor lives in the Clockwork Mansion. And what this mansion does is it moves. So if it's basically a giant moving maze puzzle that you have to find your way through. Now, it, it's like you walk into a room, there's a handle. You pull the handle, the room changes completely and now you can find your way around. But it's, it's so well done. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel clunky. Every time you change a room, you feel like you can figure your way around. And it works very, very well. But it's also got built into it, and this is, this is the genius of Dishonored as a series, is that the people that are making it do think a lot about how people would want to play. So there are multiple ways through every level dependent on which way you want to play the game so for example if you pull one of these handles in the clockwork mansion the first time you pull a handle in the clockwork mansion the guy knows you're there uh he starts sending his robot army thing 
after you, there is now no way you can do that mission without being seen. It's literally impossible. But you can, if you're clever and you look around the house before you pull a single handle, you can see like you spot an open window that you, if you if you've got your magic you can zip up to and you can basically walk around the the mechanism of the house like in the background and even then it looks absolutely amazing because you've got like a billiard table that if you pulled a handle would end up in the middle of a room but it's currently sat sideways on a wall and you can run along the edge of it because the walls all folded up it's mm. it's really it's so bizarre, but it is so cool, and it is a it's a very very cool mission. It's it, it's one of the coolest levels I think I've ever played in a game, and we're talking both ways. Whether I do it silently, and there, there is an achievement for getting to the inventor without him ever knowing you were there, which was pretty tough. But because I was trying to do it without being seen and without killing anybody, I kind of had to get that trophy. The other mission that I want to talk about is the one with the the timepiece. Because everything you do changes the world. So if you zip back in time and you... I'll give you a for instance, and it's not a spoiler. Uh, you walk into this little area and there's a safe on the floor. There's uh, these this nest of blood flies around the safe and you can't get anywhere near the safe because these blood flies will fuck you up uh, if you zip back in time you can see the safe but nowhere can you see the combination for this safe but what is in the room is a dead animal which has quite is, is, is quite clearly is the catalyst for this massive blood fly nest okay. so what you have to do is you pick up this dead animal and drop it into a fire so it burns. Once you do that, you can then send yourself, put yourself back to the future. Yeah. Not <laughs> safe, Brooks. <laughs> you can go back to the future, and now, because the dead animal isn't there anymore, the blood flies aren't there anymore, you can now read the combination on the now open safe door, and then go back and open the safe and steal everything from it. Awesome. It's, it's a really, it's a, a really really cleverly put together puzzle level it is possible to get through the entire level without ever changing timelines but you don't want to do that because it's no fun but uh, the other thing of course well I say of course if you've played it it's of course once you get to the end of that mission the, the, when you find the guy you have to get to you can do a couple of things you can kill him or you can just knock him out so obviously this plays into the the lethal or pacifist playthroughs that you go through but it's not just a case of you knock the guy out and then go you know do what you have to do and then leave you knock the guy out and because he's now unconscious or dead depending on what you do and he he's not going to be around to see what happens a little bit later on he doesn't go completely fucking bonkers and now the future uh, sorry the past setting's got soldiers everywhere which is what you've just kind of snuck through but if you go back to your original timeline it's now just a nicely put together house with people and servants walking around 
it's just it's very you know it's it's been fixed up and there's no blood flies everywhere there's no nothing it's the world completely changes dependent on what you want what you choose to do with your target so to speak and it's <clears throat> when it first happened i have to admit i kind of sat there and went i did not expect that by like, at all <laughs> having played dishonored one quite a few times you know i still didn't expect that drastic a change but then it's so satisfying when you get to the end of that mission and you go oh wow that's that was really cool it makes it bastard hard to get through it if you decide to just knock the guy out because you're doing a pacifist ghost playthrough because the second you walk back into the house every servant will call for people every servant will spot you it took me twice as long to get out of that fucking mansion as it did to get through it but that aside it has you genuinely got some beautiful uh missions some beautifully put together levels and it, it it's such a joy to go through dishonored without killing anybody and without being seen you get such a, a sense of accomplishment when you get to the end and the game fucking ruins it for you <laughs> so this is my 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 rant about Dishonored 2 and this really I I get pissed off at games when they fuck me about when they're unnecessarily hard or they're you know unnecessarily obtuse it annoys me but Dishonored 2 genuinely fucked me right off on Sunday I was playing through I was desperate to get it finished because I've been really fucking busy and really fucking tired. I haven't had an awful lot of time to play games. I wanted to finally finish this game and be able to talk in depth about it on tonight's podcast. So I managed to get through 18 hours of game without being seen once, uh, you know, without killing a single person, nothing. A perfect run until the last five minutes of the game. The last five minutes of the game, obviously I won't spoil the thing, but you have to go into an area and you have to render unconscious six people before you get to the big boss fight. And the big boss fight should be, if you're playing non-lethal and and stealthy, should be you hide, big boss comes out, and when big boss turns around, you zip up behind them, knock them out, and do the thing that finishes the game. I managed to get through five of the people that you have to knock out nice and quietly. And I was feeling really, really good about myself. The problem is the sixth person that you had to do it to was smack bang in the middle of a room there was, and they weren't moving. They were sat down doing absolutely fucking nothing and they weren't going to do anything until I got their attention. So literally to finish the game, I was forced to get myself spotted. And that really fucked me off. Because as quick as I st- as this thing spotted me, I knocked it out. But while I was busy knocking it out, because I'd been seen, the big boss appeared and spotted me as well. <laughs> I went through the entire game not being spotted once. And in the last 35 seconds, I was spotted twice. I could have lobbed... If it wasn't for the fact that my TV and my Elite controller are both very expensive, I could have thrown one through the other. I was not a happy chappy. No, I can imagine not. Uh, the thing... I mean, I've 
I haven't. I've done a little bit of reading up, and I haven't come across anybody else who seems to have had this problem. So I've clearly fucked something up, but I can't figure out what. And to be perfectly honest, as much as it annoys me to not have that trophy, I just don't want to put that fucking game on anymore. <laughs> and what I don't want to do is I don't want to sit there. I don't want to spend another five hours trying to get one trophy for no reason, resent the game, and then not play the expansion that's coming at some point. Because now I've... That that was what made me play Dishonored 2 again. After E3, because they announced the expansion at E3, didn't they? Yep. And then I think the next day in one of the interviews with Jeff Keighley or IGN or something, the guy from Arcane uh, revealed who you'd be playing as and why. And I was like, oh... You've just spoilt part of the end of the game for me. <laughs> Thanks, lads. <laughs> uh, which did turn out to be quite a big reveal, to be fair. Uh, when it when it comes, I was like, oh, you fucking bastards. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. So I'm really looking forward to playing the DLC when it comes out. And I will not keep plugging away at Dishonored for one trophy that I don't care that much about. It just would have been nice to have, just as an accomplishment. But yeah, horrendously fucked off that it that the game seemed to want to purposefully take my trophy away from me. It did accidentally get lots of rare trophies out of it though, so I didn't. Only like rare much. because not many people own the game in the first place. Well, <laughs> is it under? I think it has to be under ten percent of people get the trophy for it to be yeah. rare. Because like one pops, I like. 8.6% of people had it. I was like, well, that's not very rare. <laughs> it's not very rare at all. That's that's probably just the 100% of the people who actually got that far into the game. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, you know, it was, well, one of them actually I was quite proud of because there's a, a puzzle lock you have to figure out and you you need to spend about three hours going through an uh, a map or a, a mission area to get clues and figure out what the the code is, and I I put together a logic grid and done it in about half an hour. I was like, I can't be asked. I know I can figure this out. I can't be asked to chase around. I want to see if I can skip it, and I did, and then got a trophy. I was like, oh, well, an achievement. I was like, oh, got a rare achievement for that one. That was a proper rare one. I thought it was like two percent of people had that. Nice. So I was like, that, that's that's better. But yeah, that was. Uh, Apart from uh, a little bit of another game that we'll talk about in a bit, that was pretty much my last two weeks has been finishing Dishonored twice. So you spent two weeks feeling like you've been raped repeatedly by Bethesda. No. <laughs> no, I I, I can I can hear the guys from Arcane in France waving their middle fingers at me. But... But I'm over it. It just it fucked me off at the time. But it felt cheap. And I think that that's the thing that always annoys me with, with a lot of games, is, is when things feel cheap. I was like, oh, you bastards. You've, just, you've made that intentionally difficult. The like, fuck you. But no, I, you know, it's dishonoured. And I'm glad I got back and finished it, and I'm glad I've now finished it both times. It is really, really good. And it's got a hell of a fucking cast in it as well, which you know it did it did surprise me a lot. Considering the first one had 
Oh, I can't remember her name. Chloe Moretz, I think. Okay. Chloe, uh, I, I know who she is. I'm, I'm just going to take your word for it that she's in it. Yeah, she she played the 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 daughter of the Empress in the first one. But they fucked her off for this one. She she wasn't back for this one, and I don't know the woman that did play her. But like Rosario Dawson is in it. Oh, okay. Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Sam Rockwell's in it. The, All right. The guy that plays the penguin in Gotham is in it. Uh, cool. But the thing is, the guy that plays the penguin in it, he he plays uh, like this religious figure called the Outsider, and dude, he looks like the Outsider, and it's creepy. It's but it's so cool. But yeah, that's that was my game playing. That was Dishonored two for two weeks. How about you, mate? What have you been playing? So, personally, now I'm going to thoroughly admit right now, I've been in a bit of a gaming funk for the past X number of weeks, whenever it was that I finished Mass Effect. So, Mass Effect being the long game that it is, that hit me hard. Once I finished playing that, there wasn't much else that I wanted to play. Hence why what I've been playing for the last God knows how many weeks has been episodic titles. FIFA, Grand Theft Auto. All games that are quick, easy wins and stuff to just play and not really focus. But, for the last two weeks, I've had a recent uplift. There's There's been some stuff has happened in just flick the switch in my head, which has just made me go, you know what? I actually want to play something. And the first game that did that for me was Battlefield 1. So, a trusted favourite, a game that's coming into the vault in a couple, couple of weeks. We don't exactly know when. But that had a recent pack released on Premium, and which has made it a bit more fun to play. So I loaded the game up, played with one of my mates, we did a bit of rush, felt pretty decent at it, and then some other people started to join, and then the game started to pick up, and as a squad, we did really well, and at the end of every single game, because after they'd updated the the way that the menu lays out, at the end of the game they show you which is the top squad, they just display them up on the screen so everyone can see them. And at the end of every game, even the two games that we lost, top squad was me and my crew. Cool. So, pretty. I, it just showed that having a squad of people who are actually playing together, as opposed to just a squad of people, yeah, actually makes a big difference. So, and then from that, I played. There was a couple of times when it was just me on my own. I joined a game of uh, Rush. Uh, my team. Uh, we were playing our ballroom blitz. We'd lost the first six of the uh, of the com points on defense, and I joined the game, and we don't lose anymore, and I get <laughs> third place on the overall leaderboard. This is like, nice. this is like halfway through the fucking game, and they they were steamrolling, but some I I join and I just I was literally just doing one of the medals. There was a medal for getting. Uh, I think it was one of the medic ones at the time. It was uh, one of the stages involved getting 20 kills with the rifle barrel grenades. And I wasn't really focusing on that. And after they'd planted one of the bases, um, they, I ran in, defused it, ran away, turned around, and there was just they just all just descended on that base to, to plant it again. One rifle grenade in there, eight kills. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So, things like that, and it's just sort of went, okay, so yeah, 
Battlefield 1 is pretty good and I'm pretty good at it from 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 playing it and just just in general having fun on it has kind of piqued my interest back again and you know if someone says you want to play some Battlefield 1 I'm like yeah go on then I'll jump on that and I'm really enjoying it again awesome. so yeah um there's a new map I think it's the new map it's called Giant Shadow where it's uh, a zeppelin crashed into the ground in the middle of a big open field and that's one of the areas that you have to go through so it's you're in a big field and then you go move into a zeppelin and then there's a town on the other side of it i think okay. it's uh, like a town in the middle of france yeah and in terms of conquest it's there's a base at, either, at the front end and the back end of the the zeppelin and for rush you go from one side into the other side so you move into the town basically like you're like you're invading the town okay so actually it's pretty cool it's pretty nice and there are gun emplacements if you played conquest on battlefield one at all um if you're on the losing side you get a on certain maps you get a ship on certain maps you get a train oh yeah train and then you get uh the zeppelin the behemoth yeah to come in yeah it's one of those so the gun emplacements on the side of the of the behemoth as it uh as it as it's just a crashed zeppelin on the ground so the 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 guns are available to people so they can use them to mow down people that are running towards them so it's actually pretty fun cool it's a good way to defend one of uh one of the flags on conquest yeah i do like giant shadow i think it's a decent map it's certainly better than the desert map which is just sniper camping just yeah battlefield's always had that though hasn't it battlefield uh, since probably four was it four that they no it was three they introduced the uh, close quarters maps wasn't it yeah so when the close quarters maps came out then the, the maps afterwards they were all massive and everything just felt like sniper central yeah it, it, it's become a thing where they since they added the longest headshot to battle.net yeah and there's a leaderboard for longest headshot. So as soon as they introduced that, that's what it became. It yeah. became a game where you got the rifle that can fire the longest distance with the scope of the best magnification and you just zero distance yourself up to whatever the maximum you can get and you just fire your fucking gun Yeah. and you try and get your headshot and you just... I think... I just remember a line of arseholes on the ship and I can't remember the map that it was. But yeah, the attacking team were started on a ship out in the middle of fucking nowhere and had to boat in onto the beach. Oh, uh, shit, I know that map. It's, you, know, um, you know the one I mean, didn't you? And it ends in the warehouse at the end. Yeah, fuck. Oh, what's... It was, wasn't it part of the Karkand pack? Was no, it, one of, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Karkand. It was... Fuck, I don't know what it was called. <laughs> but it was that one. I remember when that, one, when that came out... Yeah, because there was a couple out? of hotels... No. I think that, no, that was an original map, because that one I got I got my Christmas noob kills on that map. I remember, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was an OG map for whichever battlefield it was. It must have been three or four. Uh, no, it must. It was an OG map on three, or no, it might have been bat. Must have been part. It could have been. I actually believe it was part of the Back to Karkand, um DLC because that came out before Christmas. Yeah, Battlefield Three. I know it was released as a an expansion for Battlefield 4 as a, a returning to the favourites 
when they re-released some of the old maps with uh, the levolution and the weather effects because you get sandstorms on that map. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at images while we're talking. I'm trying to... Fuck. <laughs> uh, trying to look at images while we're talking and still make it a good podcast. It's not working. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but there was, a, there was an achievement. That's why I think it was one of the Back to Karkans maps because it was a... The maps had DLC, DLC maps had achievements for doing certain things. Yeah, and it had an achievement for jumping into the pool from the roof. Yeah, so that was, was like, like that was cool. on Golf of Oman. Yeah, isn't that the one that you mean? No. Oh. No, it was definitely not Golf of Oman. Then what the fuck? The, that's the only one I can think of that starts on I'm, ships. You attack. Listen, I'm just trying to look. Uh, hold on, hold on. Be that. Show me a picture. Show me a picture, motherfucker. <laughs> show me a picture. No, don't show me a video. Can't. Videos are like pictures. They just uh, move and have noise. Come on. I'm not cutting any of this out. I refuse to. Actually, I think I know the one I know, I, I know the one you mean. Was it Carg yeah. Island? Yeah, Carg Island. Yeah, and you start off on a... You start off on, on, on boats yeah. and... One, one team starts on a ship and the other team starts not on, on the beach ship. Head. Yeah. yeah, and you stop oh. trying to stop people get onto the beach. Yeah, but that... The, the line always every time and it, you could tell when Battlefield 3 had had a sail somewhere as well because suddenly it was happening again just a line of fucking snipers on the edge of the ship trying to get headshots on the other side of the beach yeah because you always ended up with that one person using the AA gun on the front of the ship just trying to mow down the beach <laughs> it's just it didn't work no one got a kill with that thing because it was just you, you may hit one person once you weren't going to hit them the six times it required. No. It's just not accurate enough. Oh, I I miss Battlefield 3. I loved Battlefield 3. They should re-release some of the uh, Battlefield 3 and 4 maps onto Battlefield 1. Just have old-timey versions. <laughs> Bring back Karkand. Again. Yeah. Everybody loved Karkand. But the, th the, the Battlefield 1 maps are bigger. Battlefield, see, I've not played a, I've not played a minute of Battlefield multiplayer yet. Battlefield One multiplayer. You you look at the maps on Battlefield Three and Four, and you see, you know what? These are fucking huge. Like uh, Caspian Border, that was a fucking huge map. Yeah, that's just a regular sized map in Battlefield One. Jesus. That's, but that's the whole point because it's a World War One style. You need to run everywhere, yeah. and you need to do like this is a trench. Now you need to run to the next over the. Uh, uh, the no man's land style run into the next town that's yeah it's shit like that it's those maps are just too small yeah but there although there is the the forest map which is actually really cool the thing that always put or the thing that most recently put me off of playing battlefield multiplayer wasn't the players it it wasn't the size of the maps it was the fact that it's absolutely impossible to have a quick game of Battlefield multiplayer now. Yeah. It's impossible. And that happened with Battlefield 3 when they started opening up uh, rental servers and you could make it, you know, oh, 10,000 tickets and shit. Yeah, it was fucking hell. Like playing 12-man uh, Conquest. Yeah. Because that's all it was capable of on the console on Battlefield 3 with 500% tickets. Yeah. You were there for a fucking hour. And I remember have... I'd say to the wife, you know, she'd go... I'm just going to start dinner. You've got time, you know, if you want to play a quick game. I was like, awesome. And then an hour later, I'm still playing 
my dinner's going cold and I'm going I'm not fucking turning it off because I'm doing really well and I'm not going to look like a rage quitter I'm just not yeah and you know when you get to a point where you've you've got very precious little time in the evenings to play games and you have to work around everything else you just go no I'd rather I'd rather play something single player where it doesn't matter if I pause it and turn it off yeah or like Titanfall 2 actually because Titanfall 2 games even the longest games were done in 20 minutes Oh yeah, I mean Battlefield. What I'm trying to think, because uh, I'm trying to remember some of the timers. I mean, I've had games of Rush that have lasted 30 minutes, and I've had others that have been 20 minutes. And I, I think I had one the other day that only lasted seven. Nice. We were def- we defended just, and the other team just just kept running to the same base constantly, and they were just getting <laughs> mowed down. They just there was nothing about them. Yeah. They had the typical. Oh, we'll have a bloke with the fucking tank and just try and snipe with the tank, and he just just sat at the back and you just ended up with waves of team of the team so 75 tickets cleared out in seven minutes that's that's pretty that's good pretty good what's it going to be like for like when the when it goes onto the vault am i am i going to have fun when i play as a you know when i jump on as a level one i tell you what i'll i'll give you a hint i hit level 51 uh at the weekend okay uh and i've had the game since october <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean, admittedly, I I didn't start playing it properly until the, like maybe the last four or five weeks, if that. And I was a level, I want to say sixteen the last time I looked. But then I only play as medic. I've hit uh, my sixteenth service star with the medic. Okay. So there's that. Uh, I found a gun that I love, the Mondragon Storm on the medic class. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm a 16 service star medic, like one scout, two assault, and maybe a three support, if that, maybe a one support. Okay. I, t- and, I tend to be very heavily assault based and then kind of follow up with support. I tend to go assault, support, medic, but, and I don't do sniping. Yeah, there's there's one gun that dominates the the game that you'll see a lot if you die frequently, and that's the Hell Eagle, which is an assault exclusive. It's a, an SMG that has a ridiculous fire rate. The number of times I've been killed that, where I've just been running along and all of a sudden I hear like 50 bullets hurtling at me, <laughs> and it's like it's like being hit with a shotgun, but at the range that an, that an SMG assault rifle can get. Jesus. Because it just fires so fucking fast. Yeah. It's one of those things that I just... I, I've always done that. I, I always... I, I played the objective. You know? Back from like my Battlefield and Battlefield 2 day, or my 1942 and Battlefield 2 days. You know? Always, always capping the point. Always. Yeah. And to do oh, that, yeah. you need to be the assault guy. Uh, uh, it well, just kind I- of... I disagree because I'm a medic and I'm the, the more vital. I'm vital to the team with my <laughs> running Rambo revives. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see. I the best thing Battlefield ever done was give you the ability to refuse a revive. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. It's like oh, someone f- runs up to you and stabs you with a needle of adrenaline. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> God damn it! But there's some interesting classes and like the vehicles because the vehicles are have specific classes now so it's not oh you can just spawn in as the support kit and then just jump in the tank it's now 
you select the tank at spawn. Okay. So you get given a tanker class. And the same as there's a cavalry, so on the back of a horse, and you get a, a Russian, I think, 1895 sniper rifle as your gun on the back of the horse and a saber. <laughs> and the same with the pilot, you get given like a, a single shot semi auto rifle. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's not as powerful as some of the others, but you get given these weapons and kits as classes as opposed to just being some guy jumping in a tank. Cool. You can still be some guy jumping into the tank, but what you don't get is the ability to self-repair while you're inside. Oh dear. So the tanker class can repair themselves inside, the same as the pilot can repair the plane on the inside. Yeah. Not the planes can land. And the horse, I think, heals itself over t after being shot at for a while. Fair enough. The number of times I've killed a horse on that game and felt bad. <laughs> Fucking... Bowling, 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 bowling. <laughs> oh shit. Can't say that. <laughs> That's all right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll scrub over it with something. Yeah, serious. I number. I was just sort of sitting there using the tank, uh, the landship tank, which is the the one that I've got has uh, two side cannons, um, two M. No, just the two side cannons. I think, but it might be two. Yeah, it's two side cannons and two MG nests. Okay. But it's also got a front MG nest and a mortar. Okay. So it's basically just a, the sta an artillery on in a tank, and so I've got two. I've got two hundred meters worth of mortar shell range, and two people with cannons firing to, on either side of me. And I just fired a random mortar shell, and all of a sudden I just see it pop up on the screen saying "horse killed," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, didn't, <laughs> didn't really mean that. <laughs> I didn't kill any. I didn't kill the anyone. Just the horse." <laughs> Excellent. So I just felt a little bad about that. Yeah, I can see my guilt getting the best of me playing that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that was my interest. I piqued my interests, and then I moved on to, just because Lee happened to have a bit of spare time, and he's got the, the most recent DLC, because he picked it up for about 20 quid. Okay. Because, because, for some reason, Bungie and Activision have decided to fuck the fans over the people who currently own the game, because you can buy... The complete edition for like twenty five quid. Yeah. So, of uh, uh, so that's the first game, the two, year one expansions, year two expansion, and year three Rise of Iron. Yeah. You can buy that all for twenty quid, twenty five quid, or you can buy the game when it first came out for thirty quid, expansion one and two, as part of a premium season pass for another twenty quid, and then year two expansion for twenty quid, and then year three expansion for twenty quid. So there's the people like me, who've now who've just spent what nearly seventy quid on a game yeah. that I could have, that I could have waited three years for, like you. I didn't and, pay and anywhere close to any of those prices. No, you paid th four quid. <laughs> Two ninety nine. Well, three Two quid pre-earned that you and still and a possibility of DLC. Two ninety nine in game reward points, so it didn't actually cost me a thing. Yeah. Uh. Have you tried your DLC codes? Uh, no, there was no DLC codes in the in the box, ah. so I have no DLC. So I've got vanilla Destiny. You've got vanilla Destiny. The thing with the thing is with Destiny is that you don't need the DLC. No. The you need. I'm getting a lot of free shit thrown at me though. Every time I go in, every time I do anything, I'm getting loads of extra yeah. things. Oh yeah, um, if they they just like give away loads of free shit. So there's loads of like because they just constantly just thrown out 
free stuff because they go hang uh, all of the expansions themselves are paid for but here's a fuck ton of free shit because yeah. we've got lo- there's loads of free just like basic updates to it so they they just they changed the way that the uh, gunsmith works so now you've got quests with the gunsmith to, yeah. to try out guns and get xp and the way that the armor system now works is a light level system instead of being a uh, that's decided by your armor as opposed to and you can and the you can infuse your armor so you don't you no longer need to go well i like the look of this armor and i like the stats of this armor but this armor's got a light level slightly higher so i have to wear this one despite it being you know a pink tutu and gives me (laughs) no intellect bonus and just gives me strength and discipline fair enough but destiny is def has definitely been my biggest game of this generation Okay. I, I I loved it from the start. So I I don't know why I loved it. It's it's a fucking atrocious game, and it's so short. So the story's fucking awful. But the thing that draws me back every time is the fact that it's a great social social game. It's yeah. Like, I know that I can just pick it up and play with Lee because whenever Lee comes online in the afternoon after he's you know put his child down or something. Yeah. And I know that I've got friends that I could just go. I want to play some Destiny, and they'll go, "Fuck it, yeah, why not?" And we'll just do. We'll just do, because we're all at the max level, and we're just working on our light now and trying to get it lifted up. So there's, I'm sitting there 372 light. One of my friends uh, is sitting on uh, 360 light, and then there's Lee who's just got himself to 343 or something. Okay. Light level. Do you know what my light level is? zero because you six. haven't even got that far oh wow do you actually have a light level of six six, six. <laughs> in fairness i've played it for 10 15 minutes today yeah I'm, I'm assuming it means you've completed the the way to the tower yeah that's all i've done i've got to the tower and yeah. I, I kind of i was gonna because i know I, I i played a few hours when it came out yeah so i've created a new character and yep. he's a purple thing I don't know Dude. what he is. Uh, I, f- uh, I forgot. What was the thing you recommended? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. So he's a pu- he's a purple uh, hunter. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this. And I've done all the bits at the town. I went around and saw everybody, and I, I went off. And I was like, okay, I can move on. And he said, the next mission I went to do is where you go get the warp drive. Yep. And I was like, oh, it says you can do that in co-op. I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn this off now, and I'm going to okay. wait. <laughs> You're going to wait and you're going to invite me at the next available opportunity to play. Yep. And I'm hoping that Lee has t- seen that I said that I'm going to drop my uh, drop a character just yeah. so I can play with you. I think I've dropped myself a... made myself a, another hunter because I fucking love them. Yeah. I hate the warlock with a passion. I don't know what <laughs> it is about the warlock. I tried to get to, to get to love the new warlock class, the Stormcaller, because it seems pretty cool yeah. being able to fly around and zap things with lightning. It's just not fun. The Warlock, I just... I don't know what it is. Lee loves it. It's because... The Warlock class is your typical... This class could clearly be a fucking healer. Yeah. But it's not. There's there's no healer class. And for what's supposed to be a fucking MMO-style game, no healer class just doesn't fit. Because the, the Warlock has the Sun Seeker class okay which has the ability once they've got their super charged they've got um 
self-revive. Yeah. So you just you've had everyone on your team die. It's about to reload the checkpoint because you've all died in the dark zone, and it goes self-revive, and everything's all hunky-dory. But you'd think that the Stormcaller, so the ability to use lightning from your hands, would have something like a remote revive, so a res, essentially, Yeah. as it is. You could walk up to a ghost that's got, and then just hit the button, and if you've got your supercharged instant revive on your teammate. No, it doesn't have that. <laughs> Which would be fucking brilliant and useful, especially if it wasn't just the one. It was like, press super, and you can revive all guardians within i don't know a reasonable area yeah that would have been a great plan and that would have fit really well with the whole, the fact that the game doesn't have a healer class and you know i'd be all for it but because that's the class that i tend to play i tend to play a healer but seeing as there isn't one i tried the titan originally that was my original class but there's something about the fact that it's again it's missing one very important thing go on it's not a tank class it it's really should be with a name like yeah. titan it's all of the thing is is that one weakness destiny definitely has is that the classes aren't what you think they're going to be there's no healer class it's not a typical mlo no healer class there's no tank class and there's no um shit what's the other one the main class the one that deals loads of like chipping damage fuck most mmos have something like that fuck (laughs) you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to mmos But there's there's the the other main class, the one that just deals damage just yeah. constantly. Um, yeah, but that's what the hunter should really be. Okay. But but the the tank doesn't have doesn't take more damage than any of the other classes do. There's no there's no extra protection. It's got the defender subclass which puts out a bubble shield. Yeah. But you you can't shoot outside of the bubble shield. So right. it's like it's it's a shield, and if you're inside it, you can't shoot out of it, and people outside of it can't shoot into it. So far, the only time I've ever seen a bubble shield deployed correctly was for someone to put a bubble over on a crucible match over one of the flag points to capture. Yeah. And his entire team then ran into the bubble shield to capture, <laughs> prevent them from being shot at. Yeah. What they didn't know was that there was a warlock, Nova warlock, whatever they're called, who had the scatter and bloom uh, upgrades. Scatter basically means that instead of dropping one Nova Bomb it, it splits into three Okay. and Bloom is that if someone gets killed by a Nova Blast of, or a grenade they then explode in their own Nova Blast oh good so three Nova Bombs landing on the bubble shield two of them takes it out the third one kills the occupants inside the bubble shield and you only need to kill one in order to kill the rest because they all then just explode in a big chain <laughs> excellent <laughs> yeah that sounds it's, really overpowered. It, it's but the thing is, is that it's in all of the supers are really overpowered. The Titans, uh, Striker, uh, Nova, um, Electric, Thunder Punch, the ground thing, yeah. is an instant kill. The Gunslinger's Golden Gun is an insta kill. The the grenades from the Sun Seeker are pretty much insta kills. The 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 Blade Dancer are insta kills. The Stormcallers are. Uh, Alet Force Lightning is our insta kills. The Sun, um, the Sun Breaker. I don't know the 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 guy the the Titan that has solar hammers basically yeah. are insta kills. The the only ones that aren't are the Defender class because it's a shield and can't hurt anyone. Okay. And the Night Stalker, which is the third Hunter class, which is a arc uh, no a 
avoid bow and arrow. <laughs> if you hit your enemy with the bow, with the arrow, then it will kill them. But what yeah. it does is it's just a tethering. Okay. It just brings people into the... And they're all collected by the, the tether. And then there's upgrades to make it so if you shoot someone while they're tethered, all of the other people tethered receive the damage as well. Which is when you've got a big group of enemies in like a, a strike mission. Yeah. It's really fucking useful to just fire a bow out and just go, yeah, motherfuckers. It's like all of the. It's like you fire into a big group of enemies and shoot the most powerful one, so that everyone takes damage for him. Yeah, yeah. It's it works out pretty good, and as the way that I've gone through it, I fucking love Destiny, despite the fact that it's a massive pile of horseshit in reality. Yeah, because like if I had the same, if it didn't have the social aspect, and if it wasn't the fact that it's a stupidly stable shooter. Yeah, it's like I've yet to even Battlefield One's a great game, but I play Battlefield One after playing Destiny, and I'm like, I need to change the controls a bit. This is, just doesn't work for me. <laughs> so the my, the sensitivity for Battlefield One's too low, yeah. and all the guns just feel heavy. Whereas with Destiny, the guns feel light. You move around like, you know, you're actually moving around. Yeah. In in real time, instead of walking through mud all the sand all the time, <laughs> and it's just it, the game feels doesn't feel like you're carrying bags of sand on your back all the time yeah it's got i mean it's one of the things that i hated the most about halo was the fact that it didn't feel weighted yeah but the problem is is with destiny is that it doesn't despite it not feeling weighted so i should have the same argument but it just because it it doesn't feel heavy it kind of works yeah and okay. the, the guns are all the the guns are fucking billions of them and you'll I'm a level 40 and I still have changed my gun in the last god knows how long because my light level's constantly changing. Yeah. So you just you just need to remember when you're playing it is that whatever you're wearing, whatever you've got you just need to go, you know what there's no point investing into this at all despite the fact that's a really cool upgrade because I'm going to be three levels higher by the time I get that upgrade and I'll have found, I don't know eight or nine different uh, helmets <laughs> that are a better light level or something. Yeah. And it's more beneficial to wear that with no upgrades than it is to wear this with upgrades. Fair enough. Uh, oh, you know the, the, the first gun, the assault rifle, the, the Kvostov that you pick up? Yeah. With the most recent update, they've added a new version of that, which is uh, level 40, light level 350, exotic. So it's the yellow one version of it. Okay with three options for it it's come well no there's more than three actually there's the it comes as an assault rifle so you use it as an assault rifle obviously you can change it to be a burst fire so it becomes a pulse rifle yep. or you can make it a semi-automatic so it's a scout rifle basically okay so you can actually select any one of those three so it's basic. it literally just you can just flick through them and you can just change them whenever you on the fly but also, while it's the assault rifle at the very least, it comes with the option of being 450 RPM or 900 RPM. Fucking hell. Yeah. So th these are all, like, awesome upgrades, and I'm just carrying at the moment going, you know what? Fuck it, I'm upgrading this bad boy. I'm going to make <laughs> this fucking... And it's going to be hilarious to run around with. <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm, I look forward to giving it another chance. Uh, giving it an actual chance rather than what you did before which was to just play it for so long and go wow this is shit I was so bored <laughs> you were playing on your own you didn't have the, the social aspect I played Destiny on my own I get bored pretty quick I think the other problem was because I think 
I think I was playing with Lee for a little while. And the problem I had was that because I hadn't played as much as he had, I yeah. was basically just following him through areas while he murked his way through everyone. And I just kind of sat at the back. Because he, yeah. you know, he was far too high a level for me. Which is fine. That's the exact point of an MMO. But it's also the exact point at which I go, I'm not playing this. Yeah, that's kind of why I've reloaded, rebuilt a character. Because that way I've got... Because I've got a character who's sitting on the tower waiting to start the next mission. Yeah. So I... And then I can just play that character with you yeah. when you're playing it. Because there's... A, I have no doubt in my mind that the next, whenever you're playing it, I will probably be available to play it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, almost certainly. So you, so you can throw that character on and we can play together. Or beyond that, you can go around and try and murk the fucking enemies and I will be there in the background going I can't kill anything I'm too low level <laughs> after me it is really bizarre because obviously last time I played Destiny it had Peter Dinklage doing voice work in it yeah and now you've got Nolan Droid <laughs> and now I've got Nolan North which was strange yeah like really strange you know he did most of the original recordings off his own back really yeah, off his own. Literally, a lot of he apparently was actually a bit of a fan of Destiny, okay. and and hearing the Dinklebot going through and the the updates and the fact that there was no real, there was no ghost in any of the the DLCs. Okay. So like the, the first two DLCs came out and there's just complete silence from your ghost the entire time, because Peter Dinklage is far too expensive to to hire back to do some to do voice work for like 30 minutes worth of talking yeah. if that but he literally just went through and just phoned it phoned up and just sent in like his voice work of doing the exact same stuff pretty much yeah. and added some extra lines of his own just and they just like went you know what why didn't we ask this guy in the first place <laughs> and yeah I I do miss Dinklebot occasionally. I mean, there is there are sometimes when I've I've played through sections and gone, this doesn't feel sound right without Dinklebot saying it. Yeah, it was but, it was very it was weird, but what was weirder actually was hearing some of the voices that I do recognise when I was walking around the tower. Yeah, well, um, things like um, Nathan Fillion and uh, fuck, what's her name? The the rest of the Firefly cast. <laughs> Gina Torres and stuff yeah. like that. I think, uh, the guy f from Fringe who was in Event, Hor Event Horizon, who was in Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah, uh, is in it as a Lance Reddick. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure I heard his voice, although I couldn't tell you who it was. And there's a one of the factions on the tower is Peter Stormare. Yeah, and uh, New Monarchy is oh shit, what's his name? James Ramar, I think. Okay. Uh, Dexter's dad in Dexter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the new monarchy guy. <laughs> oh, Lenny James was in it as well. Yeah. Which I didn't realise, and I must have completely blanked the first two times I played it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if you... Can, I'm trying to think. Can you go to the reef without having the House of Wolves expansion? I don't know I what don't. any of that means. The House of Wolves expansion was the <laughs> the second one from year one. Yeah. But and the Reef is uh, the second social zone. 
which was released in um in year one uh yeah but there's a a fallen that's uh on the good guys team who's like pro guardian it's one of the queen's fallen um you'll you'll meet the queen later she's like a a hot juno temple okay yeah (laughs) which is weird considering she's blue okay I just Uh, yeah that's I chalked that up to you liking blue chicks I I believe we had this conversation with Mass Effect as well yeah I I still don't understand why I even chose the the blue chick over Yvonne Strahovski at no (laughs) point in my life would I ever choose anyone over Yvonne Strahovski exactly and yet you chose a blue one I think it's just because I just it had been in the story that I I must I think I think the reason I did it was because I reached the point of no return with Blue Chick before I met uh, Yvonne Strahovski <laughs> in Mass Effect Three. Just uh, and I just I just made the mistake. Just reminds just, me of I, Eddie Murphy and his thing about Star Trek. You know, you gotta be a horny motherfucker to fuck a green bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst impression I've ever done in my entire life. It I well. Trying to think of some other ones you've done. <laughs> none worth repeating. No, n- none suitable for repeating. <laughs> We're both terrible human beings. <laughs> Hashtag not a racist. No. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not a lot of things. <laughs> no. Good podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So yeah, I, I played Destiny and I can't wait to play some more with you, Mr. Brooks, and anyone who fancies joining us from the podcast land. Yeah, it'd be a laugh. I'm looking forward to it. I do want to give it a go. and I am semi-curious about Destiny 2. I managed to get my hands on a, a code for the Destiny 2 beta. So mm-hmm. hopefully get a bash on that as well over the weekend. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's ready to play, what, tomorrow? I think so, yeah. So it's ready to play from tomorrow, like six o'clock in the evening. So, um, I might see if I can get onto it then, but I'll probably be watching something on TV. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be editing slash sleeping. Bah, you don't need sleep. I'm finished watching the Royal Rumble as well. <laughs> sleep is you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> as as people say. I think. That pretty much wraps up what we've been playing, so we can move on to recommendations. Yeah. Have you got a recommendation, Mr. B? I have. Uh, so we're halfway through the month, so halfway through the time it is possible to get your hands on Until Dawn for free on PlayStation Plus. Ooh. So, to go get on that, because it's a fun little horror game. I kind of want to play it. I mean, it's a horror game, but the premise of it look is interesting it's... and I had a, one of the guys at work mentioned it and he was like yeah it's really fun it's a great horror game and I was like I really want to play it and it's on PlayStation I've got one still for now but I don't know if I'll have time to play it the thing is it's, it's one of those games that if you go into it I, I only got about halfway through it uh, I rented it when it came out this is a, a common story as I, I rent the game get halfway through decide I want to play something else and send the game back which is why I've got like a library of unfinished games. Certainly better than rent game, put in disc tray, install update for, don't yeah. play. Yeah. For three months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but if you play it as a horror game it's not that good if you play it as the director of a horror film it is really good okay because basically that's what you are you're directing these people in their own horror film mm. and so it, it does is, sound kind of cool it is really really good and yeah now it's free I don't have an excuse not to finish it so <laughs> hopefully a couple of episodes down the line I will be able to talk about how I finally finished Until Dawn kind of like that time how in a couple a couple episodes ago you managed to finally finish Horizon and this one you managed to finally finish Dishonored I know <laughs> But the thing is, it doesn't even make a dent in my list of games I have to play. No. You know, I, I have literally on my shelf waiting for, waiting for me to jump on. I've still got the Bioshock collection that I bought three months ago. <clears throat> I've got Bloodborne that I've rented two months ago. <laughs> I've got Shadow of Mordor Game of the Year edition that I need to finish before the new one comes out in two months. Fuck, that's two months away. <laughs> Shit, I haven't even decided. I haven't even bought the, that the I old know. one. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I d- there's not enough time in the fucking world. There just ain't. Anyways, <laughs> have I'm you got a recommendation? Right? Right, three. Got yes. Recommendation I have is the uh, the fact that you can play. If you pre-order it from Amazon and then cancel the pre-order, you can get the Dishonor- the, the Destiny 2 beta to play early access right now on PlayStation or tomorrow. So, actually... So two days ago or three days ago. Several days ago when you were not... <laughs> when you Before you even knew this podcast was was available for live. To yeah. Being recorded. <laughs> the, the Destiny 2. Or right now, Destiny 2 beta is in fact free. Or just in general use. Actually, yeah. So what we what we're talking about is the eight, the eighteenth today. Yep. So, so come Saturday. Saturday, say nineteen. So come Friday. Actually, when this is released, it'll be free. It will be. Day. It'll be on. It'll be an open beta by the time yes. this is. No, it won't be an open beta by the time it's released. By the time people are finished listening to it, uh, you know, after their shift of work, because I think it goes live six o'clock. Okay, on. fair enough. I think it's 6 p.m. BST is generic destiny reload time. So on a Tuesday, I think it's 6 p.m. BST, or is it 6 a.m.? Okay. But uh, yeah, the clock, the everything resets on Destiny at I, six. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Tomorrow, as you listen to this podcast, Destiny Two will be an open beta. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh... What if they're listening to it on Sunday? Then it's yesterday. <laughs> if they listen to it on Sunday, tomorrow, the Destiny beta will no longer be on. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, during the time of which you've been listening to this podcast, over this course of the coming weekend, for me right now, or the last weekend, as if you were listening to it, Destiny 2 was available on a beta <laughs> for free over the course of this weekend that you may or may not be listening to this podcast during or after. And that is John's recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That was way too much effort. I should have just stuck with something simple like, um, I don't know, Runbow or something. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, Jesus. Can we wrap it up? I need to go to bed. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we can.
where can people find you, Mr. Brooks, when you're not here uh, chatting bollocks and clearly uh, getting way too tired and just, well, chatting more bollocks? Yeah, well, when I'm not here chatting bollocks, I'm usually elsewhere chatting bollocks. That would <laughs> either be on Twitter, where I'm at Brooker411, or on the Foul Critics podcast slash website doing reviews for films for them. Films reviews-ish. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I've got half a film review written that's been half written for three days and I just haven't finished it yet. Myself, um, you can find me on Twitter as the John underscore CU or on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver, which quite I, I found quite amusing how amusing Matt found that. <laughs> it's a good one. It's probably one of the better uh, gamer tags I've come across. Well, it's because... It it kind of half makes sense. I mean, my name is John, and Long John Silver is kind of a character. Yeah. And it's the great play on words of the fourteen-year-old with the massive penis who's fucked everyone's mum. Yeah. The uh, the only other one I'd, <laughs> I've heard that I like almost as much was a YouTuber that I used to follow for game guides. I can't even remember his name anymore, but his gamer tag was Clint Beastwood. <laughs> which I thought was fucking awesome that was awesome <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm nowhere near as imaginative as that no you're not even imaginative enough to come up with a, a, a decent game attack of your own no. troublemaker no. <laughs> to be fair that moniker's been following me around since I was about 15 you were troublemaker long before troublemaker was even a thing exactly you should have, you know, patent. You should have uh, trademarked that name. That way, you probably could have got some decent money out of that. Is it the film company? Yes, like Robert, Robert Rodriguez's film company is called Troublemaker. Yeah. There we go. Problem solved. You are now richer than Robert Rodriguez. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Rodriguez would be nothing without you. Exactly. He owes it all to me. <laughs> Let's start an online petition. <laughs> and a Kickstarter. Yep. Hey, if Atari like, can do it. If Atari can do it, then why can't the Brooker Man? Exactly. So, if you enjoyed our rambling, and you like to see more of us, you can find us on Twitter's at Character Unlock, on Facebook under Character Unlock, on Instagram as Character Unlock. And Talk about imaginative. Yeah, <laughs> you can probably send a, a, you know, a homing pigeon that's... Uh, purple and looks like character unlock characters it, it would find one of us eventually yeah I'm, I'm, pigeons are smart I think yeah. smarter than us anyway well <laughs> smarter than you and me almost certainly <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but if you don't want to find us or you know chat to us like most people don't want to talk to us in any kind of way but you do enjoy listening to our lovely voices then find us again in a couple of weeks' time when we will might have something else to talk about that Brooker may have finished another game that he's put off since, I don't know, December, I think we'd be on this month because you've done, what, September and October now. Yeah. So what was released in December you haven't played yet? Oh, God. I don't look. <laughs> well, there's always... You know, oh, no, you know, you know what was released in December that I haven't finished yet? What? Dead Rising 4. Oh God! Don't finish Dead Rising. Don't don't just if you've got it on disc, burn it. If you've got it digitally, burn it. <laughs> I'm not just, touching Dead Rising Four. I fucking hated that game. It's fucking awful. 
I can't. I, the only reason I finished Dead Rising Four was because I was forced to finish it because I just, I was just, I paid so much to play it. I just, I had to finish it. Yeah. But that's us done. So, Mr. Brooker, if you'd like to say good night to everyone. Good night, everyone. Night, everyone. <laughs>